deserve to be intimate with your partner. You deserve to live a life of pleasure, even if you do have pain, right? Because just because we have pain doesn't necessarily mean that we don't want it. And what I see with clients and other women and people that I talk to that have endometriosis is sometimes it feels easier to just avoid it, right? And not have it, right? And just fight with your partner about not having it ever and not communicate about it and just avoid it altogether because it feels easier. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can have pleasure and endometriosis at the same time. Hi, and welcome to the Endo Bay podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach, positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and I am a proud dog mom. And I'm on a mission to help you live more positively with endometriosis and be happy in your body. On the Endobabe podcast, we're going to dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for badass endobabes, and I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey with more confidence and the belief that you too can have more good days than bad. Are you with me, babes? See you in the podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Endo Bay Podcast. So today I want to talk to you about painful sex, when you should seek help for painful sex. And then I wanted to give you some tips for intimacy when you do have painful sex, right? I want to say like, if you are having pain with sex, know that there's nothing wrong with you, right? There's nothing wrong with you. Sex is, or painful sex is one of the most common symptoms of having endometriosis, right? It's actually one of the first signs that you might have endometriosis. So if you are having pain with sex and you're seeking a diagnosis and you don't have a diagnosis yet, right? Like having that pain with sex can be an indicator that you could have endometriosis. So I would definitely talk with your doctor about that, right? And I know that it's really, like I was just saying, it's really important for you to talk to your doctor about it, but it can kind of be hard sometimes, right? Because sex has such a stigma around it, right? Especially when it's painful. Like we're supposed to just be like ready to go whenever we want it, you know, whenever somebody else wants it. And we're not supposed to need foreplay and we're not supposed to need all of these tools to make it better, but it doesn't have to be that way, right? Like having, using lube or using toys or using an O-Nut Co penis, I don't know what they're called, the O-Nutcos, um, is not, does not mean anything bad about you. It just means you're wanting to enjoy pleasure and you're leaning into pleasure and that's totally okay, right? You don't have to avoid sex and in- intimacy forever because you're having pain, right? Like I want to share with you like if when you do need to seek help for the painful sex, right? with like a pelvic floor PT or a doctor and some tips to make intimacy easier. So let's kind of dive into when you should be seeking help, right? And the reality is that we all deserve pleasure, right? Pleasure is our birthright. We are born experiencing pleasure and then we're taught shame and guilt and these emotions that babies don't have, right? And it makes us feel shameful and that doesn't, I mean, depending on how you were brought up and what your parents talked about, 
like how they talked about sex. You know, was it dirty? Was it bad? Was it wrong? Right? We have all of these like things about a way that like sex should be. And in all reality, sex gets to be however you want it to be. Right? But we all deserve pleasure. And so if you're having pain with sex, like you deserve to seek help. Right? And it can be really easy to push it off, right? Because you might think like, eh, it's just normal. Like this is normal. I have pain with sex. Like this is just how it's going to be for me forever, right? You might also think that like being sore after sex is normal, which it's not, right? And I, I remember being in high school and like that's how girls talked about it. Like, oh, I'm so sore, you know, like his dick was so big. It made me so sore. It's like, no, you're not supposed to be sore afterwards. That's not normal, right? You needed more foreplay, but pretending like it is normal because that's what you're supposed to do, right? Because we have all of this shame, like we're supposed to just be ready to go do it whenever our partner wants to, right? You might think that you have to have a certain amount of pain before you can seek help, right? Or you have to be in pain for a certain amount of time before you can seek help, right? But I just want you to know that like any kind of pain with sex is not normal, being sore afterwards is not normal. You don't have to have a certain amount of pain or be in pain for a certain amount of time to be able to seek help, right? Sex should never hurt, right? And if you're experiencing any type of pain with sex, after sex, during sex, during orgasm, after orgasm, only during insertion, deep internal jarring pain, like you deserve to seek help because you deserve pleasure. And just because we have pain with sex doesn't mean that sex can't still be fun and sexy, you know? So if you are having any of those, I highly recommend you seek out a pelvic floor physical therapist, right? Dr. Olson over at Intimate Rose is somebody that I highly recommend. Um, She has a lot of free resources on her website as well, right? But The pain can feel like burning pain. It can feel like sharp stabbing pain. It can feel like deep pelvic pain. Like there's so many different like presentations of it. Just know that any kind of pain, any kind of like burning, itching, any of that, like those can all be indicators of a type pelvic floor, right? Or an abnormally functioning pelvic floor. So seeking out a pelvic floor physical therapist can help tremendously with that pain right? But you deserve pleasure and you deserve to have a sex life that you enjoy, right? You deserve to be intimate with your partner. You deserve to live a life of pleasure, even if you do have pain, right? Because just because we have pain doesn't necessarily mean that we don't want it. And what I see with clients and other women and people that I talk to that have endometriosis is sometimes it feels easier to just avoid it, right? And not have it. Right? And just fight with your partner about not having it ever and not communicate about it and just avoid it altogether because it feels easier. But it doesn't have to be that way. Right? You can have pleasure and endometriosis at the same time. So I want to talk to you guys about a couple tips that are going to make intimacy a little bit easier. Right? And like I was just saying, my first tip is to talk about it, right? Because one of the biggest and best things that you can do for yourself in your sex life is to talk about it with your partner, with your doctor, 
talk about it, right? And your first instinct is probably to shut down because again, we've been taught by society that we're supposed to struggle alone, right? But having the open, honest communication with your partner, with with your doctor, with your pelvic floor physical therapist, with your best friend, right? Like all of that's necessary. And to help let those people around you know what you're actually going through is going to help them understand better, right? And then it's going to take that pressure off of you, right? Instead of fighting about why you're not having sex, they can understand like, oh, she's in excruciating pain. Like I don't want to cause her pain, you know? And then you can work on figuring out what works for the two of you or however your relationship is. There might be more than two of you, um, but that works for you and your relationship to find intimacy still, right? Because intimacy and pleasure don't necessarily always mean sex, right? And sex doesn't always mean penetration either, right? Intimacy is touching and cuddling and sexting and like doing all sorts of like personal, deep, vulnerable things together. And so it doesn't always necessarily mean sex. So figuring out what that worked for you and your relationship and your partner is just going to be better for you guys, right? Better for you and your pleasure and your sex life and your relationship. And that starts with talking about it, right? It can seem really scary, to talk about something that you don't really understand, right? You're like, it hurts really bad, but I don't know why. But just even bringing that up and being like, hey, it hurts really bad, but I am doing this, this, and this to try to get it better. Like, or hey, like I can't have vaginal intercourse. Like I, what else can we do, you know? Or what else do you want to do? What do I want to do? And just come to a consensual agreement on something, right? But it, again, it starts with talking about it. Not just with your partner, right? But having, well, yes, with your partner, having that open communication between the two of you is a key to having a healthy relationship and a healthy sex life, right? Intimacy isn't a taboo topic, right? It's an important part of a healthy relationship. Letting your partner know that sex is painful and letting them know when you're in pain can help them understand what you're going through, right? People aren't mind readers, they can probably tell that you're hurting, but he doesn't understand, you know, or she doesn't understand, right? Like they don't know unless you tell them. And having your doctor, like you could even bring your partner to your doctor's appointment, right? It can give them some validation and a deeper understanding of what you're going through. You can have them watch one of the videos in one of my courses, right? Because I have where it explains endometriosis. If it's really hard for you to explain it to them, you can have them watch educational videos, have them watch endo what, have them watch educate, like just educate them, right? Because it can be incredibly empowering for the both of you to be on the same page about the illness that you're fighting, right? And so talk to your partner, build that open relationship connection, right? And I think this was like one of the, like, if you listen to a couple episodes ago, Eli and I did that um, Q&A about our relationship. And for the first like couple months of our relationship, we did long distance. So we were like on the phone for two plus hours a night. Right. And I told him about endometriosis, like right away. Um, and just helping him understand it makes it not seem so scary. Right. Because if they care about you, they're going to be scared just like you're scared. Right. And you're going to remember that you guys are a team 
And so having that open communication, like I think it was easier for us, right? Because we were long distance, but having that in any kind of relationship, it just sets the foundation. And when you have like a solid foundation, like you can just build from there. Like you and your partner, like I was just saying, or your team and sex should feel good for the both of you. And it's honestly like both of your commitments to your relationship if sex is painful, it's both of your commitments, both of your job to figure out what works for you guys, right? It's not just yours, your job to do it. It's not just theirs to like assume that something's wrong, you know, or just talk to your partners, build that open communication and start from there, right? But again, it also goes with your doctor, right? Because pain is not normal. Your vagina, your cervix, your abdomen should never hurt after sex. Never, ever, ever. And if it does, it could be a sign that you have endometriosis. So talking to your doctor about these symptoms are important parts of your health and getting a diagnosis, right? And if it makes you uncomfortable sharing with them, you don't have to go into detail, but you can just tell them, hey, it's painful, right? But you do have to let them know that it's painful or else they can't help you. Because again, people aren't mind readers, right? And there are a lot of conventional treatments like excision surgery and pelvic floor physical therapy that we were talking about before that can be very, very helpful in relieving pain with sex. And so talking, that's like my number one tip is to talk about it, right? Because again, we feel so shameful around our bodies and around sex and around pain and all of these things. And it doesn't have to be that way. Number two on tips to make intimacy easier is foreplay. Foreplay is bay, right? And one of the biggest mistakes that I see a lot of women making when they're trying to be intimate is they skip over foreplay in general. And jumping right into penetration without giving our bodies that time to warm up is fucking terrible. (laughs) Especially like if you have endometriosis like around your uterus or around your um, like in your rectal vaginal space or anywhere like around the outside of your cervix, right? Having the more foreplay that you do, the more those vaginal walls are going to engorge, right? And it's going to make penetration less painful because you're creating more space between the outside of your uterus and where the penis is, like where the penis is (laughs) and or the toy or whatever it is, right? And 15 to 45 minutes is what's recommended to reduce pain, right? The longer you go, the wetter you are. And the longer you do it, right, it's going to, Dr. Herbnick, she's a sex researcher. She found that like the longer that we engage in foreplay, it actually um, contracts the muscles around your uterus and pulls your uterus up to elongate the vaginal canal. So there's more freaking space in there, right? More room between the penis, the toy, your cervix and uterus, which means less jarring pain, right? You want as much space between those lesions and the inside of your vagina as possible. And foreplay can help with that by engorging the walls increasing lubrication and pulling your uterus up, right? And so foreplay is motherfucking bay. <laughs> the more the better. Um, I do want to note that wetness does not equal arousal. So you can be incredibly turned on and be dry and that's normal. You know, there's a lot of things, I'll do a whole podcast episode on this, but there are a lot of things that go into like vaginal wetness, right? And it's not just arousal. Um, It could be age, hormones, stress, um, medications, right? There are a whole slew of things that can go into 
the wet, like how wet you get, right? And so just because you do foreplay for a really long time, you might still need lube and that's okay. That's normal. Get some CBD lube. I highly recommend Kush Queens um, or Foreo Wellness CBD lube because what that does, that CBD, CBD, what it actually does is it brings more blood flow to that area, which just makes your vaginal walls engorge more, makes it more sensitive and more fun, um, makes like pain relief, right? And so CBD lube is amazing. Um, I would recommend using that even if you do get incredibly wet. Um, I use it like every single time we have sex. I love it. Um, yeah. So foreplay, foreplay is bay. That's my tip number two. And tip number three for you today is to plan it. And I know this doesn't seem sexy or whatever, but in modern day, like if you don't make sex a priority, right, in your relationship or with yourself, masturbation, right? Like you're not gonna do it. We get so busy and tired, we make up excuses, like I do it too. And it just makes it so much easier to just plan it, right? Because it's one of the most like overlooked tips in general, right? Or looked down upon, right? But there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Like if you're gonna be intimate with your partner, freaking plan it. Right. Because sex is really painful. And so we are really conditioned to just like stick to our routines and stay comfortable. But it what if you set a specific time aside for intimacy? Like what if you tracked your cycle and you know, like, hey, I have a lot of pain late at night, right? After a really long, hard day, like I have a lot of pain late at night, but I feel really good in the morning, you know, or maybe you feel good in the middle of the day and that's when you like to have sex, right? Just learning to listen to your body and learning, just learning to like figure out like when you feel the best and you have the less pain, you can start to plan times to actually like be intimate with your partner, right? And it doesn't really matter if you do, um, if you do plan it, it doesn't make it any less sexy. It just makes it an actual reality that you're actually going to do it, right? We plan so many things in our life, our meals, our work, our play dates with our kids, lunch date with the girls, dinner, girls night out, right? The list goes on and on. But one thing that's really pushed aside is planning our sex life and intimacy, right? And so it doesn't always, again, sex doesn't always mean penetration, right? Maybe you just plan intimacy, like some snuggle time or cuddle time, right? That's still going to release that oxytocin and make you feel more connected to your partner. And so we get comfortable in our routines. And so make it a routine that you start to plan some time to be intimate with your partner, right? Um, It's also really important if say you have a lot of pain during ovulation, like I do, right? Like we plan to not have any sex during that time because it hurts really bad. Sometimes every now and then it doesn't hurt that bad. And so we do it around that time and it actually does subside some of the pain that I have, which is fantastic. Um, And I'll do another podcast episode on that as well. But I just want to say like, if you have pain with sex, it doesn't mean anything bad about you. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you wrong or less of a woman or less of a person, right? If you're having pain with sex, it's a strong possibility that you have endometriosis, right? But there are also lots of things that you can do to manage it and to make your sex life fun and exciting still. So I hope that this resonated with you. If it did, I would love for you to come to Pleasure Queen Workshop. It's my Love, Sex, and Endo Workshop. Um, We're going to be talking all about 
self-love and love with partners and relationships and sex and tips to really just live a pleasurable life with endometriosis. I'm really excited about it. So if you have any questions about that, go ahead and DM me. We can chat about it. Um, but yeah, I will catch you on the next episode of the Endo Babe podcast. Oh, babe, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Today I had so much fun and I'm so fucking grateful for every single one of you. If you thought that this was helpful or you loved any part of this podcast, I would love, love, love for you to screenshot it and post it on Instagram at Chelsea Bree, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A-B-R-I and take me. I would love to see what you're getting out of the episodes. It makes me so happy. I would also love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because that just helps other wonderful endo babes find me as well. I adore you and I believe that you don't deserve to feel like shit. You deserve to have a normal life despite endometriosis. So I love you so much and I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll catch you on next week's episode of the endo babe podcast.